This story is a, a true story, of course. It's uh, about my life and my love. Um, and it, it sort of transcends space and time. And it's one of those kind of stories that gives you faith about finding that right person. Um, my love life over the years has been sort of one of those kind of twisty, turny things, you know, always trying to find the right person. I felt like in life, I was just not finding that right fit, you know, always trying to fit the square peg into the round hole. And each relationship had its own dynamic, you know, and, and things sometimes never really worked out. And, you know, we search for this love and we think that there's something out there and we want to find it. And sometimes, you know, you get to the end of your road and, and, and I was there several times. And this story is about one of those times and it's also about listening and hearing. And there are stories that I grew up with hearing about giving and taking things into your heart and stories from elders and grandparents. And I, I really sort of relied on those stories. Um, in, in my professional life, uh, it was challenging. You know, I, I was a professional artist traveling, you know, and some of you who are artists know what it's like. Musicians, you're out on the road, you're traveling all over the country. Life was kind of crazy. And it's hard to have a relationship with when you're traveling. And, you know, but there are times when you crisscross into other people's lives. I think some of you might know people in your life where you bump into in the airport, you'll see them in Seattle, you'll see them in New York, you're like, Whoa, what are you doing here? You know, kind of strange thing. And, you know, in, in life, there is one particular woman that I kept seeing. And the first time I saw her was in 1996. She was stunningly beautiful. I saw her at the Festival of Native Arts and she was on stage, beautiful hair. And I figured, you know, in Fairbanks, when I was there, you know, the ratio was four to one. And the joke was, you didn't lose your woman, you lost your turn. So I didn't think I had a chance with this woman, so I sort of let that go. And, you know, years later, I saw her again, you know, and it, it saw her in a different context. And, you know, moving um, as an artist, I lived in a lot of different places. And I sort of went from living in Eastern Oregon, where my uh, studio was, and traveling all over the lower 48 in Alaska. And I came up here in the summertime, and I went back down, and I won a fellowship to write uh, a, a play um, that was performed at Serenos. And there she was. I saw her again. Like, wow. And she looked just as stunning as she was before. But I thought, you know, and I was with another person at the time, and that didn't work out, you know. She didn't like the smell of seal oil on me, so doesn't work well when you can't make that match. So, you know, it's, life was sort of tumultuous in terms of relationships. And I'd moved to Santa Fe, and I was there, and I had done another breakup, and, you know, it was, it was horrible. And I went to this place in um, Tezuki Pueblo, which was a big ceremonial circle, and some friends told me about it, and I had to hunt for it. And it's not anything that anyone knows about. And it's a combination of Celtic, Mayan, and Native American blending of spirituality. And I went into that circle in my heart, knowing that I needed to call out. And I was just at the end of my rope, and thinking, I'm never going to find her. She's, she's not there. So I brought with me, the elders said, if you want your prayers to be heard, bring something that's really important. And there's a little altar in the center of this prayer maze that you walk through, and then you provide your offering. I made it through the maze. I burnt sage. I got to the center. And I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I faced northward, 
and I looked out and I said, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you're at, but I will know that you're the one. I'm still looking for you. And I just broke down in tears, and I played my flute, and I dropped down on my knees, and I was just bawling like a baby. I was like, you know, I'm really here. You know, you got to hear me wherever you're at. And I put that piece down, and then I moved back north, not thinking anything of it, continuing my journey and not knowing where, where that was going. That was in October. Life changed. I got a job in Fairbanks, and then finally got a permanent job here in Anchorage. And there was a showing of, of my play, of course, but I had worked up north, and I was up at, I was doing research up uh, above the Brooks Range in Tulick Lake, and I had come back, and just as I got out of the van, I looked, and there she was. She was just glowing and radiating, and guess what? Neither one of us were dating anyone. It was, it was pure, pure bliss. So, you know, I continued and found out she won a fellowship to go down to Santa Fe. So I was like, ah, oh, we did this, you know, again. And I figured, oh my gosh, you know, and we decided we were gonna start dating, so we started texting. And, you know, on the phone, spent a lot of time that way. And one day, I'm sitting there and she goes, guess what? So we need to text, you know, guess what, hmm, okay. And then she sends a picture. And that picture was the knife. And I went back to that moment in time and I was just like, where did you get this? Where did you see this? How did you, who showed you this? How, where's it at? And she said, I saw it. I took the picture. And I said, you're the one. That was a sign. And from that point on, our relationship exploded. She's my wife. She's the love of my life. She's here. And I just wanted to say I love you and happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>